I'm Austin Pace here with BYU-Idaho Radio, and joining me today in the studio is Seth Galbraith. Seth is a freshman here at BYU-Idaho studying business finance. He grew up in Taiwan and moved to the United States with his sister at the age of 14. After attending high school here, Seth served a mission in the New York, New York mission from October 2021 to October 2023. Thanks for coming in, Seth. Pleasure to be with you. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Who is Seth? Who is Seth? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I'm Seth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 21. Um, I was born and raised in Taiwan. I, I was in Taiwan for the majority of my life up until I moved to the U.S. when I was 14. I like playing basketball. I'm 6'7". Uh, you probably see me around campus before, big, tall, Chinese guy. That's me. If you see me, <laughs> say hi. <laughs> um, I love basketball. I love cooking, um, movies, music, everything like that. I love learning. That's why I'm here at BYU-Idaho. Um, I love it here. Uh, just like my host said, served a, served a mission in New York City. Uh, spoke Chinese. I loved it. Uh, I was bounced around Man- Manhattan, uh, Brooklyn, Queens, all the above. So if you've seen Spider-Man, I've been to all those places. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. So you're from Taiwan. Tell me a little bit about Taiwan. What's the culture like? There? Oh man, there's a lot to tell you about Taiwan. So <clears throat> I'd say as far as culture goes, it is, it's very different from the United States. Family is very big in Taiwanese culture. Um, I can remember growing up, um, I was always close to family. My grandparents lived literally next door. My aunts and uncles just like also right next door. Like the entire neighborhood was just all relatives. Uh, We would all, should we get together every weekend, um, have big dinners, Chinese New Year, like literally family from all over the place. It was like Christmas. Uh, but Chinese style, nice <laughs> in Taiwan, and I I could just remember growing up and just a loving family around. Since Taiwan is it's it's right across from China, the the culture in Taiwan is predominantly is very similar to Chinese culture. It's a little bit harder to explain Chinese culture, um, probably from what. You've seen like, ah, like Kung Fu, ah, Chinese food, rice. Yeah, it's a little bit of that. There's also a lot more to it. But in all honesty, I can't really do it justice. You're going to have to just go and travel and find out yourself. Paint the picture. Very cool. So you talked a little bit about about the family and Mm -hmm. how it's really big in Taiwan. Mm. Uh, I, I feel like in a lot of different places, family is so central to, I guess, the culture. Yeah. So how does the family, the culture of family in Taiwan differ or relate to the family culture here in mm-hmm. the United States? Yeah, that is that is a very, very good question. I would say, so there's, there's a phrase for um, how celebrated family culture is in, in, uh, in Taiwan, in China in general. It's called filial piety. Maybe some of the listeners have heard it before. But... Uh, from my observations, I would say that it the family culture is there is uh, is so that it it instills a sense of respect in uh, just for your your elders for your family members. You know your place. If you're younger, then you're younger. 
Don't talk back to the adults, right? But at the same time, um, very loving, uh, very, uh, I don't even know how really to describe it. Would you say very together? Yeah, very together. Yeah, just like all the all the different like occasions, festivities. I remember like tomb sweeping, like Chinese New Year Moon Festival, like literally all the family was there. If somebody's in trouble, family's going to pull together. We're going to help each other out. And uh, I think also it, the Chinese culture, Taiwanese culture, really big on ancestry. I don't really know of any other culture. This is maybe my my lack of education speaking right here. But <laughs> I just remember like we 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 have this thing called a zupu. It's what they call it in Chinese. And it's a uh, it's literally like an ancestral record dating back from I don't know how long ago, but just this big fat book of just genealogy. And every family has it. It's amazing. And uh like I can remember like tomb sweeping festivals and stuff like that. Like, man, the amount of different like sites we'd visit, like people that I had no idea I was related to, like everybody knew so much about and they were celebrated. Um, yeah, I I just thought that was that was something that really stuck out to me. Cool. So you've you've mentioned the tomb sweeping festival. Mm. What is that? Yeah. So essentially what it is is it happens around springtime. It's to summarize it, uh it's a holiday where we kind of commemorate our our ancestors. Tomb sweeping involves visiting a gravesite and Chinese gravesites they're a little bit more unique instead of just the little little tombstone there. They've got, um, it's hard to describe it. It's not like a monument, but also kind of a monument. Kind of like a, like a, <laughs> like a sepulcher a type deal. Yeah, yeah, kind of, a little bit. And so the whole ordeal was just to just to take care of the grave as a family. You gather there, you, you take a moment just to remember the person that passed on. You pay their respects to them. Uh, Chinese people, they're big on Taoism, Buddhism. They, they burn incense, all right? Um, offer food to the person that passed on, and then you quote unquote take care of their grave. You literally sweep it, but then you also do like kind of a symbolic sweeping. And the symbolic sweeping entails like I can remember like we peel off eggshells from hard boiled eggs, sprinkle them all on the little tomb. We have little incense pieces of paper that you like scatter all around the tomb. And that's just, I think that. I know the incense for sure was believed to, um, by scattering it on the tomb, it was a way of providing, taking care of your ancestors in the next life. They could take that that incense that you sacrificed there, you spread across their tomb. They could use that as a form of exchange in the next life. Buy some food. I don't know, some nice spiritual buffet. Uh, something <laughs> like that, right? I think that's that's honestly like pretty pretty much like what tomb sweeping is about it's just about a day or two and uh a good time for family just to get together just to remember who we are remember those that have passed on right yeah so you can kind of compare it to like dia de los muertos yeah for the, the hispanic mm-hmm. culture yeah because my my family's hispanic so we we kind of celebrate that to oh, wow. to an extent my grandma's from mexico so we you know to an extent she's got her her whole ofrenda up in in her house so uh-huh. it's kind of like uh I, just hearing that kind of brings me back to like those memories with my my grandma mm-hmm. and my great grandma just remembering our ancestors like that. So that's wow. super cool. Yeah. Que chido. <laughs> <laughs> is that Chinese for that's cool? No, it's what is that? Spanish it's for Spanish? that's cool, I think. Really? I think I've, so. I've never even heard of that. 
I, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> I picked it up in New York City. So okay. There cool. you go. All right. So what initially sparked the decision to move from Taiwan to the, to the United States? <clears throat> that is a great question. I've been asked that question a lot. And honestly, I think there are a lot of reasons that go into it. I'd say the first reason was um, at that point in time, I was very athletically inclined. Oh, I loved basketball. I loved it with a burning passion. Oh, I, I had dreams of being an NBA player as a kid. I don't know if anybody listening has heard of Jeremy Lin before. Yep. Oh, my goodness. When he took off, it was all the rage in Taiwan. Remember all the boys in class like just going absolutely bonkers over the last ball game that Jeremy Lin was in. And uh, it was celebrated. Basketball took off. That was when the basketball culture just kind of like, wow, just came out of nowhere onto the scene in Taiwan. It really took my breath away. I wanted to be a part of it. So I can remember from wow, fourth grade or something like that, I started getting involved, sixth grade, seventh grade. Pretty much, pretty soon, it became a priority in my life and um, kind of fell behind in school as a result. And if you know anything about Chinese culture, man, like, that's a death sentence right there. You fall behind in school, wow, that is dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow, everything. <laughs> Just like Mulan puts it, right? Yep. So, so in order in order to to kind of get me back on my feet um we thought it would be just a good a good decision just to get me in a different environment me and my sister and just kind of go through the whole process again uh kind of figure out my priorities but then also i would say as a result of falling behind in school it took a really big toll on on my family their relationship uh, my mo- my mom my mother was primarily responsible for um, just taking care of me and my sister, our education, that side of things. And it's just the, the, the combination of that. And then the stresses of just trying to take care of the kids, trying to run her business, uh, dealing with her assortment of mental and physical health issues, just that all together was just so overwhelming for her. And I've never, never seen my my mom reach to that low of a low point in her life. It was heartbreaking to watch. It really was. And so we collectively as a family made the decision that it would be best for our academic welfare as well as mom's mental and physical health. It would be the best decision just to move to the United States. And did so, you have family here already in the U.S.? Yeah, I did. So my my dad, he's from his family is from the Bay Area. Okay. From from Fremont. So and they for the longest time they were living in California. Uh, right before I, me and my sister moved to Idaho, they decided to make the move. They moved into the Treasure Valley. And by the time we showed up, by the time we were on the scene in the US, they were there and they took care of us. They took us in for four years. That's awesome. Yeah. You served a mission for the church. Yes, sir. Were you a member of the church in Taiwan? I was a member of the church in Taiwan. Okay. So mm-hmm. what differences do you see in the church here in the U.S.? While serving in my, my, my mission in Southeast Africa, I found that the church, though it's organized and run the same way, is very different there than here in the States. So did you see a difference in the church in Taiwan? That's a good question. Yes, definitely. I think differences are very, um, very, very obvious there. Um, I'd say the culture ba- plays a big part, right? very big part in it. I just don't remember as many doing as many activities when I was younger in Taiwan. As far as, mm, as, far as organization and, 
everything else, I would say it's it's, it's pretty similar. I th- I really think the biggest difference was just the culture. Right. It was just the culture. It was just the people. Mm. Yeah. But other than that, I think that's what's so beautiful about the church, about the gospel of Jesus Christ, is no matter where you are in the world, it's it's it's, it's universal. It unites unites you. Awesome. Um, so as a freshman here at BYU-Idaho, you've already become pretty active in activities. You're involved with a couple of the school societies. Um, so could you tell me a little bit about the Wealth Managed Society and the International Studies Society? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I don't really know a whole lot about international studies. I know that there are a lot of different students that have international backgrounds that attend. I think they discuss a bunch of international issues and um, do a bunch of workshops different things just to kind of expand the students' horizons a little bit. Uh, As far as wealth management, which I've been a little more actively participating in, I would say that it's more geared towards um, helping you become more financially literate, um, helping you develop a sense of awareness in terms of how to manage your finances, how to plan. And not only that, but also just working towards um, doing that as a profession, professional financial planner. I've never really thought about doing that as a profession, but ever since attending the society, I mean, it definitely has broadened my my horizons on that particular, yeah, that particular subject. I want to know more about it. I might not settle on that career, but it's it's intriguing enough to where I I think that some of the things that I learned in that society are very applicable. And I honestly, I encourage anyone that attending uh, that's that's listening to to go to come attend. It, it really is, it'll, it'll open your mind. So how can someone attend? How can they get involved? Well, I think it's just as simple as, as just showing up. Just, Where? Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so we, meet, we meet in the, in the Smith building. Uh, second, I think it's 254. I mean, if you walk into the Smith building, there's just a big, big like little banner thing that just kind of points you in the general direction if you ask around i'm sure there are a lot of people that could point you in in the in the general direction international studies we kind of switch it up a little bit there's no set meeting place as far as i know but uh yeah just get going get involved you'll have so much fun perfect so one thing i've really enjoyed about byu idaho is how we can get involved in these things what made you choose to come to byu idaho was it that appeal of becoming involved involved or what really helped you make your decision of coming to school here? I didn't. It didn't really have anything to to do with with involvement. I'm I'm sad to say that. If I'm being if I'm speaking candidly, I would say that the biggest the biggest reasons why I chose to attend was number one the environment, the, just the people here. I I wanted to be close to people that that shared my values, shared my beliefs, or are willing to to push me to be a better version of myself. I, I love that about here. So many, so many good, honest people. And I think secondly, I'll let you in on a little secret. It's confession time, but this wasn't my first choice as I'm sure, uh, shoot, uh, probably a lot of listeners can relate to this. I wanted to go to BYU Provo. That's what my dad did. That's what a lot of my family members did. That's where all my friends from the, my, my mission and even before in Taiwan, that's where they are right now in Provo. I kind of feel a little bit left out. So, I really wanted to join them. I applied when I was on my mission and oh my goodness, it was I think I I probably had the best application out there. No 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 pride in all humility, but I really think it was heavenly father's plan for me to end up here. And I think that that says something about BYU Idaho that it's unique and that I don't know, I it has the potential to push people. It really does. 
I'm a big believer in that. I showed up here. I I didn't let the whole, mm, the BYU-Idaho cloud, I don't know if maybe anyone understands what that means, but I think a lot of people, when they hear BYU-Idaho, they go, oh, BYU-Idaho, oh. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> but I, I came here full of faith, just full of expectation. That's really what, what, uh, kind of spurred my my desire just to to get going to get to dive in really get involved because I wanted to make the most out of my experience here. I'm I'm with you on that. It wasn't my my first choice either. Like you said, there are just things that happened in my life where you know A didn't happen, so I had to mm-hmm. revert to Plan B. And that didn't happen, so I had to put, revert to Plan C. Yeah. And everything just kind of happened. Where all right, I'm headed to BYU Idaho right after my mission. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And I'm so happy with my choice. And I'm sure you are as well. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like you said, the environment's amazing. Involvement here is insane. Like, I'm only on my second semester, and I've already got this awesome job here at the radio station. And they're just, they're so ready and willing to help students become involved, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic for our for our future careers. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just a freshman, so I, I'm not really speaking from experience here. From your observation, it looks like it's the place to be. So what is a piece of advice you would give to students here at BYU-Idaho who are from foreign countries? Mm, That is a really good question. I'd say put yourself out there. I love meeting people from all over the world. And that was something that really took took me aback when I got to BYU-Idaho. The sheer amount of people that are from all over the place. I met a guy from India yesterday. India. Never would have thought about that. Yeah, I think that's just the bottom line. You put yourself out there, more connections you get. Uh, the closer you could get to people from all over the place. I guess I remember how I first felt when I moved to the United States. I was very reserved. I was really scared, really fearful. I did not want to get involved. I did. I had I had a desire deep down, but I didn't really know how to. And so I kept I kept to myself for two, three years. And honestly, I shoot, those are moments that I'd never want to relive in my life. I regret those moments so much. And it was Man, it was probably the loneliest time in my life. Never want to go through it again. But I think what really changed that, that circumstance in my life was I when I made the mental decision, the mental switch to get involved, to put myself out there senior year. Yeah, it was hard at first. I get it. It's hard. You come from a different country. You might not speak perfect English, but I promise you, if you do put yourself out there, at least make an effort, at least try like I said before, the people at BYU-Idaho, they are genuine, down-to-earth. They will reciprocate no matter what. No matter what. I, I, I guarantee it. I promise. You will find somebody out there. Heavenly Father will put those people in your, in your path. Awesome. That was fantastic advice. Thank you. That was Seth Galbraith, a freshman here at BYU-Idaho. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you.